in breaking news this week. Wentworth is in lockdown as the by-election reaffirms Australian politics as life sentence for murdering Australia's hopes for a prosperous future. The Queensland government this week gave mums a lifeline by legalising abortion in a historic step that led the rest of the country to wonder why we didn't abort Queensland before 16 weeks. Fans were left bamboozled after Mike Ross was snubbed from the Australian tour with Meghan Markle in favour of some gingerbread man. Thick as a brick, Indian pilot flies aircraft into wall. Experts say he must have thought it was 1989 Berlin. Melbourne seeks federation for the square amid apple crunch. More on that later. Cars are just my preference. American man tasered for shagging car exhaust. Saudi prince has journalists killed in most blatant abuse of power since Bronwyn Bishop borrowed a helicopter. And that is news this week. Welcome to Breaking News, the show here on Sin 90.7 FM that takes the news, kills the news, and dresses inappropriately at the news' funeral. I'm Chuck, and joined by me this week are our regular hosts, Alex. Hello. And Cass. Hey, hey. And we've got a big week ahead of us, but just the disclaimer as always, Alex. Uh, we're just going to get that big warning, warning siren out of the way to everyone. This show is a satire show. Um, do not take what we are saying seriously. It is meant as a joke, poking fun of the news of the week. It's just all good fun. Let's enjoy ourselves, enjoy ourselves shall we? Chuck, you were right earlier. We do have a big show coming up this week. We have the Royal Tour, Pauline Hanson. The sun sets on sunrise. Uh, we also have Deal or No Deal Dilemma and Fish Free Fish. If you weren't living under a rock this week, you may have heard there is currently a royal visit taking place with the Duke and Duchess of Sussex, Prince Harry and Meghan Markle. In true breakfast television style, they watched the plane carrying the couple land on Sydney morning because they had nothing else better to do. It's like watching a Nicolas Cage movie, because really, do you have anything better to do with your life? Only this time, the plane didn't even have the royal duo on it. Instead, in a shock to the audience and also greater society, breakfast television had made an error. Yep, you heard me right. It was eventually concluded that they must have died. Anyway, it's been an eventful three days so far, so what exactly have the royal couple done? On Tuesday, Meghan's dress broke the internet. I personally thought it was white and gold. It was clearly black and blue. Quit it. I'm on air, dude. Your opinion is irrelevant. Well, that broke the eyes. What really stood out to us was actually something in the background. The Sydney Opera House. It was ad-free. What happened to it symbolising what it means to be Australian? It's like no one listens to this show. You suck! Yeah, okay, point taken. Yeah, I'll, I'll note that one down. On Wednesday, the royal couple went to the most royal place you can think of. Dabo! In fairness, this isn't even the first time royalty has stepped foot in Dubbo. All the way back in 1992, the Queen visited. I'm as shocked as you are. Since then, like the Queen, Dubbo is hanging hanging on for dear life and is currently in the middle of a dry spell. Yesterday, they were in Melbourne where they saw something no living human being has ever seen before. A clean beach in South Melbourne. Usually if that happens, you'd go buy a lottery ticket. It got even more odd when a lifeguard there asked Megan if she might like to take a dip in the bay, to which she burst into laughter. I'm honestly lost at sea. I don't see why that's funny. Royals aren't allowed to laugh. It's just, it's just how it is. This morning, the couple went to Bondi Beach, which can only mean one thing. This is a ploy by the organising committee to make Melbourne beaches look terrible compared to Sydney. Joke's on them, because it's true. As envisioned, a lot of the talk this week has revolved around confirmation from Kensington Palace that Meghan is pregnant. 
Once the announcement was made, social media went nuts, with comments ranging from, yes, I predicted it four months ago, to suggested baby names, to claims that the child is theirs. Obviously. It has come to our attention that worldwide pregnancy must be a very rare phenomena for that sort of response to occur. In fact, there's only 131 million births every year, or four births every second. Ultimately, all these royal visits do is spark the question, are we happy being a monarch, or is it time to become a republic? This week, the Queen urged us to make the decision independent of her death. But let's be honest, Australia is a 30-year-old son having a midlife crisis who really needs the inheritance so that he can screw up his life even more. Interestingly enough, according to research cited by ARM campaign director Sandy Beyer, nearly two-thirds of Australians are unaware the Queen is our head of state. Surely Australians aren't that feeble-minded? You're not saying anything, Tony. I've given you the response you deserve. Uh, point taken again, I guess. Still, this research means one of two things. Either Australia is so uninterested in being part of the monarch that there's no point, or the researcher's name is Sandy Liar instead of Sandy Buyer. On top of that, these royal vacations often cost the taxpayer upwards of $1 million. Either way, at some point, we are going to have to decide what we truly are as Australians. Whilst Meghan and Harry are very popular here and feel more like celebrities than royals, they aren't a realistic chance of ever holding the throne. So there's only one thing we can do. Elect them both as our own prime ministers. Think of it. What better way to end the dual citizenship bonanza than to elect one as our prime minister? Plus, no more cartoons of our PMs with enormous ears or noses. It'll just be a pretty face. And who in their right mind would backstab either of them? They are so likeable, party politics actually might take a backseat for once. Like Diana should have. Point is, we might actually get something done in Parliament. We have a chance here to make a meaningful difference, to improve the lives of the many. We just need to grasp it with both hands. Next year, vote Megan. I mean, Harry, I'm just both of them. Sunrise host and consistent idiot David Koch managed to land himself in hotter water than the water I cooked my pasta in last night after making a slavery joke about Usain Bolt's potential transfer to Europe. Here in the studio with us is David Koch, looking to clear the air regarding his on-air gaffe. Thank you for joining us, Koshy. Thanks. I just want you to know that I am, in fact, white. Um, okay. Would you like to apologise to Usain Bolt for what you said? Yes, I don't think I'm a terrible person. It was just a mistake. I'd like to apologise to Usain. I've enjoyed watching your career. You're clearly a very talented athlete and I've loved the work you put in for my entertainment. Uh, no, no, wait, I, I didn't mean it like that. I, I just meant watching you gives me great pleasure. No, no, I, I, didn't, I didn't mean that one either. I'm sorry, I'm just trying to apologise. Uh, wow. Um, why did you try and acquaint a contract of services to slavery? Was... It just because he's black? No, it had nothing to do with race. I would make that joke about Asians, Muslims, even white people. Anyone can be a slave. That's equality, right? Uh, you have a history of making controversial comments on air. Why do you think this keeps happening? I think it's how people are interpreting my comments. You can take everything and anyone says on any small show seriously if you want. It's all about who hears the comments. You don't hear anyone complain about what people say on Sin 90.7 FM. Thanks for the plug. Do you find the challenges of being a black person in the modern world a joke? No, I actually have great respect for black people and their culture. You guys are such amazing basketballers. You, you, you can't say that, Koshi. You, don't you think you're stereotyping a little? Yeah, but I was just being nice. It's not like I made a joke about slavery or anything. 
We're definitely not having David Kosh back in here again, and uh, I think it's just right that we throw out the disclaimer that that wasn't what we believe in, perhaps. Yeah. I'm just going to reiterate, just one, just throw it out one more time. One more time. Yeah, just one more time. We do not represent these thoughts. It's all just a joke, everyone. Okay. Let's be honest, though. David Kosh is like his own joke. Yeah, he, yeah. I think he covers it for himself. Anyway, coming up now, we have your world-famous segment, Lock and Ross. This is Punching Down. This is Punching Down. Pauline Hanson. Pauline has said many things over her political career that are just blatantly wrong. But what she said this time is right up there, and that's saying something. She said, it's okay to be white. And I honestly think you're underselling it, Pauline. It's bloody easy being white. My life is laid out for me, and I've never had to fight for anything. Doesn't mean I need to tell the world about it, though, and somehow play myself as the victim. Because believe it or not, it's okay to be any race. Black, Asian, Latin, white... African, Bathurst 1000, 100 metre sprint, 50 metre free, even the medley. And no one even watches the medleys. <laughs> Nuru. This week's senior Australian doctor, Dr Nicole Montana, was arrested on Nuru for taking a photograph of a refugee child. This follows a month where the previous senior doctor, Christopher Jones, was also sent home for disagreeing with local authorities. Job security appears to be lower than that of the Australian Prime Minister. Resultantly... Nauru is becoming increasingly paranoid. And I don't really blame them. On top of this, earlier this month, Nauru cancelled mental health support to not only refugees, but also residents. It's almost like this wasn't a bad idea. I'm not going to make conclusions too quickly, but I feel like this was a bad idea. I'm just going to jump in briefly on this one. This is the biggest farce of, I, I would argue, our generation, and it's not being talked about. For like a country that so prides ourselves on free speech, you are, the doctors and journalists that go to Nauru, to the refugee camps, are not allowed to report anything. I've heard, yeah, they've signed contracts and all these sorts of things. And the, like they, they have signed non-disclosure agreements. Yeah. Like, it's, it's ridiculous. It's, if this was happening anywhere here, where you were doing any of this kind of stuff, the way they were treating people and you weren't allowed to talk about it, we'd be up in arms. Like, it's crazy. There'd be a royal commission before the night goes out. Anyways, we'll see if we can figure that out in the future. Anyways, moving along, uh, just to general news is my last one. I understand why journalists want to create intriguing headlines to capture attention. It's literally what they're meant to do. But there has to be a line in the sand somewhere. This morning I read this. Kim K shocks with new naked Insta posts. Shocks? Are you sure you picked the right verb there? Have you forgotten how she became famous? This isn't shocking nor newsworthy. What would be shocking is if she pledged some of her hard-earned money to charity. I like the emphasis on hard-earned money there. <laughs> that is a joke. I can't believe that was published. It was one of the top ten headlines for the day. Yeah, no, it's shocking news. Absolutely shocking. I'd never been more shocked in my life. <laughs> that was Punching Down. And we've got a new segment this week. Welcome to Deal or No Deal, the segment where we analyse a hot-button issue in the public sphere and decide where we stand... This week, Heritage Victoria representatives recommended that Federation Square should become a national landmark, therefore jeopardising Apple's plan to build a new megastore. Today's guest is the Heritage Council of Victoria's Executive Director, Stevery Avery. Stevery, before we start opening cases, will you be accepting Apple's offer to build a new megastore? I can confidently say, 
Take it, take it, take it. No deal. No deal, Andrew. Uh, well, let's see what the government and Apple have to say about that. Let's start opening cases, though. Which case would you like to open up first? I'll start with case number seven, thank you. On case number seven is Tim from Silicon Valley. What do you reckon you've got in your case there, Tim? I believe I've got a massive bribe from Apple that you can use to help improve areas such as education and hospitals. And let's see what it is. Yay! Well done, Tim. You win a transnational corporation. Yes! Great job. Now, back to you, Stevery. Apple Megastore in uh, Fed Square. Take it, take it. Deal, 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 deal. No deal. Ooh, another tough decision there. It's not going to get any easier from now on. Which case will you open up next? I'm going to open up case number 26. Thanks, Andrew. Number 26. Boo, yeah. On case number 26 today, we have an unnamed representative of the Wurundjeri people. Hi. I think I have a healthy respect for the heritage and the original owners of this land. Uh, well, we will get to that sometime in the future. After all, it, it's still only 2018, right? Are we finally ready to take the deal, Stevery? No deal, no deal, no deal. No deal, Andrew. Wow, another bold call with the way the cases are going at the moment. I mean, which which case will it be next? I'll take lucky number three, thank you. Lucky number three. Opening case number three for us is Daniel from Victoria. What do you think you have, Daniel? All right, I think I'm looking at a bright future here where Melbourne is an economic and social hub. At the peak of that future is a company like Apple, which has never failed to live up to its fiscal responsibilities. Whilst that just doesn't sound the slightest bit true to me, It is correct. You win a marginal electorate. Congratulations, Daniel. We've opened three cases now, Stevery. There are only two to go. So what will it be? Deal or no deal? Take the deal. Take the deal. Take the deal. I'm coming under increased pressure from lobby groups, Andrew, but I shall stand strong to my beliefs and say no deal. Well, you're nearly there, Stevery. Which case will it be now? I'll take a risk and say case number 13. Opening case number 13 today for us is an unnamed representative of the general public. What do you think you have case number 13? Well, thanks, everyone. I am so excited to be here. I think I have... I've got it. Apple paying their fair share in corporate tax and not funneling all their sales through Ireland. Oh, no such luck there, unnamed person. Looks like they'll continue to avoid paying taxes even if this deal goes through. Now, I'm going to ask you for the last time now, Stevery... An Apple megastore in the heart of Federation Square. Deal or no deal? Take the deal! Yeah, deal. Take, the deal. Take, the deal. Take, the take the deal! Okay, I've made my I'm decision. I'm sorry, Steve, we've just received another message from Daniel from Victoria, and it says that if you don't take the deal, you will be fired and replaced by someone who will. What? That isn't fair. Yep. Welcome to politics, Steve. So has that changed your decision? Well, I, I guess I have to take the deal then. Fantastic, and what a great deal for the public it is. A company gets to sell products out of one of the few potential heritage sites left in our fully developed city. If there's one thing I've learnt about this Apple extravaganza, it's that it's rotten to the core. That's all from us today. We'll be back with another episode of Deal or No Deal next week. Welcome back to Fake News. This week, we have a tantalising new take on Fake News Quiz. So, boys, we're going to do it a little bit differently this time. We've still got four rounds of questions. You still need to tell me which one, uh, which of the propositions and the headline statements you think are correct. But I'm throwing in a little, 
a little variable here. I've got these bean boozled jelly beans here with me today. Are you guys familiar with the bean bean boozled beans? Yeah. All too well, but explain it. For those of you who don't know, bean boozled beans, they come in two flavours. Each colour uh, will either be a delicious concoction of sweet artificial flavours or it will be a disgusting household flavour such as baby wipes. Ooh. Okay? So, for example, if um, Alex or Chuck pick out a nice green-looking jelly bean, it will either be a juicy pear or a booger. I literally have one of those sitting in front of me at the moment. So, you know, well, steaks have never made anything worse ever. No, I'm I'm, I'm worried. The way this is going to work is whoever guesses incorrectly will be automatically eating one of the beans. Before you eat it, I'll have the uh, the decency to tell you what your options could be. The person who gets it right, though, will be able to pass off their bean to another contestant. Does that include you? Yes, that can include me. Yes. I'll be in on this one. Okay, as well. so we've got to make sure Cass has at least one, right? Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, that's okay. definitely the plan. I'm okay, going to laugh if I get a great one. I get like <laughs> a nice watermelon. You went really well at this last week, didn't you, Alex? I, I, I clearly remember beating you. I may not have done very well at this last week. <laughs> All right, well, let's find out how you guys go this week. Uh, because as we know, past performance is not a reliable indicator of future performance. <laughs> <laughs> we know that all too well. <laughs> I'll wait for Alex to pick himself up after that one. <laughs> one of the most iconic ads in like Australian history. One of my Every, favorites. Everyone got that straight away. No hesitancy straight away. All right, chuck your headphones on, boys, because we're going into round one, which is our topic of wildlife. We have option A: drunk pigeons in New Zealand win Bird of the Year. <laughs> <laughs> Based off last week, that's probably true. <laughs> yeah. Option B, magpie attacks Barnaby Joyce. That's also probably true. Yeah. <laughs> and option C, bin chicken awarded for leading police to deceased body. <laughs> oh, that's such a bin chicken thing to do. Bin chickens bin are chicken. leaders around the community. <laughs> Man, this is actually really tough. I was kind of hoping that'd be easy. Good bird, like too much good wildlife for a drunk bird to win bird of the year, right? And I, I think I think we'd have all heard more about it if Barnaby Joyce had been attacked by a magpie. So I'm going bin chicken. I'm definitely going Barnaby Joyce. I like I just feel like that's what happened. Bin chicken. So we're locking in B and C. I'm loving this segment already. This one was actually the drunk pigeons in New Zealand. Oh, no. <laughs> so that means Alex and Chuck, you guys are both eating a jelly bean. Alex has got one that will either be rotten egg. Or buttered popcorn. Oh, God. What's Chocks? I believe mine is the booger or the Choc, juicy pear. no, you have a minion fart. <laughs> <laughs> What's that? <laughs> or a green apple. I'm so, really curious to know what minion fart tastes like. Yeah. I'm not. All right, are we ready? Are we going at the same time? Three, cheers. <laughs> cheers. Three, two, one. Well, mine's buttered popcorn. No one looks disgusted. Mine's definitely the <laughs> minion. <laughs> <laughs> the face. Chuck's face just says it all right now. No, I'm good. Buttered I'm popcorn. It's quite nice. Radio. What does um, minion fart taste like? <laughs> I don't even know how to describe it. It's just terrible. <laughs> it just feels like I've been stepped on. <laughs> That's just what it feels like. Well, hopefully round two looks after you a little bit better. We have got option A. Trump refuses to admit he doesn't know where town is after reading built-in antenna on the side of TV box. Option B. <laughs> we'll get back what? to that. Computer scientists at Harvard University discover the ability to make computer chips out of potato elements. Surely not. Okay. I, I know you can make a circuit out of potato elements, but like that's a whole other thing. 
And option C, new app helps Victorian commuters nap on the train without missing their stop. Ooh, that would be a very that, useful that's, app, that's, actually. That's a really good app. That's I was going to say, I'm, I would be downloading I'm so that down for that I app. Um, I think that might already be a thing, and it's just like a curveball. So you reckon... <laughs> well, so, wait, what was the first one again? Trump. <laughs> Trump refuses to admit he doesn't know where town is after reading built-in antenna on side of TV box. <laughs> that's too long to be made up. I'm locking in that one. I'm just calling it. Chuck's got A. What have you got, Alex? I'm partial to agree with you, but for the sake of disagreement, I can't. I can't pick A. I'm. I'm gonna go C. You're gonna go C. Yep. All right. Alex has spared himself this round. It is <laughs> option C. The new app, help, new app helping Victorians not miss their stops when they nap. Rusty, I'm really sorry. You're gonna have to do another bean. What's that app called, by the way? I'm gonna download it. <laughs> I'm not too sure. I'll go find out for you after the show. Um. Hey. Hey. Guess who's the other one that's doing a bean? Cass. Oh, I'm doing a bean. Yeah. Damn you. All right. Chuck, you will either have mouldy cheese or caramel corn. Neither of them sound good, actually. I was going to say, the caramel corn didn't sound so good. Chuck is chewing. Chuck is pulling awkward faces. Oh, yeah, that's a mouldy cheese. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what do you got, and Cass? I'm eating a yellow bean. I think that's the one I had before. Is the rotten egg or the buttered popcorn? Oh, here goes nothing. Don't you love it when we hold the host accountable? <laughs> That should be the punishment for having a more obvious answer. I got the butter popcorn. It oh. tastes delicious. Although the scary thing is it took me a little while to work out whether it was rotten egg <laughs> I know. or popcorn, so I'm not too sure how that's going to how it's gonna work. I love so the fact you... that Chuck is none for two so far. <laughs> you guys have both got good ones and I haven't. Yes. This yep. is not. Oh, this is going great. <laughs> redemption round for Chuck, hopefully. Number three is on food. Option A. Omelette skillet used to fry fish fillet wreaks major health benefits. <laughs> skillet used for fresh fillet? So the fillet skillet is healthy? Is that fry what we're saying? fish fillet skillet wreaks major health benefits. I'm really disappointed that there isn't a word for like health benefits that, that ends in illet. Yeah. That would be amazing. Yeah. Okay. Option B, fish free fish and chip shop opens in London. That, <laughs> that's such a, like, a vegan thing to do. It'd just be, like, fish and chips that aren't actually, like, fish. Isn't it London as well, just taking a shortcut? It's not really. <laughs> so, it's, if it's fish-free fish and chips, is it just and chips? Yeah, I think it is. That's what we concluded, right? Fish minus fish equals just and chips. Yep. <laughs> Free and chips. What's the last option? Last option is traces of fish found in KFC's popcorn chicken. Oh, God, that's that's so probably accurate. Yeah. They found, I think, yeah. other no, things in popcorn chicken you don't want to know. Yeah, it's probably underdone. It's no, normally <laughs> something worse than that. It's like bean-boozled beans found in <laughs> KFC popcorn chicken. I uh, really don't want to eat another one, so I just don't want to answer the question. <laughs> um, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna be scarily scarily confident on this one. And I'm yep. gonna say I reckon I reckon the vegans got to London. Damn, I'm gonna that say was the one I thought. And now fish-free fish. Oh no, no. Or did I just mate. like the alliteration on fish free fish? Well, you you wrote that does that does sound like the kind of thing that you you'd write as a joke. It... I think you'd write uh, fillet skillet. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's actually a headline, but I'm going to go with it anyway. Just a gut feeling. So Chuck's going with A, Alex with B. Yep. Alex is on a winner here. It was a fish free fish and chip shop opening in London. I'm so sorry, Chuck. No, I'm not really sorry because I'm loving this experience. We're putting you you shouldn't right be now. sorry. You're going to eat one as well. I know, but I just like seeing the pain on Rosalie's face because I got a really good one just before. <laughs> I'm a broken man at the moment. Uh, Chuck, that almost looks like you're getting multi-cheese or caramel corn again. 
Oh, no. <laughs> I can confirm that moldy cheese is not good. Here it goes. Surely if I get two of the same, one of them has to be one, has, one has to be the other. That's not how statistics work, but sure. That's how it works, though. This is caramel corn. Yeah, hey. we got a good one. All right, I have either got pencil shavings or banana. Pencil shavings. Do you know pencil anything shavings. about lead? <laughs> what do you know about lead? <laughs> Why don't we go to Flint, Michigan and find out? <laughs> Does it taste like anything? Again, it took me a little while, but it is the banana. I'm two from two of the good bands. This is great. I'm the only person to eat a bad one. <laughs> this is unbelievable. Doesn't right. help that okay. I got all three wrong. Can we can we ensure that Cass gets a bad one on this last round, please? No, oh, you're you asking the wrong nasty. guy. <laughs> Miscellaneous round, round four. Option A. Disney World launches new service where you send a sample of your vomit to find out if any of your ancestors puked on Space Mountain. <laughs> There's no. no way that that's true. No way they keep a database. <laughs> I mean, have you been to Disney World? First of all, first no. of all, first of all, right? The idea behind this, right, is that you could match DNA, right? It wouldn't need to be vomit. <laughs> you could just send a sample of your saliva or something. It wouldn't need to be vomit. Yeah, but you leave vomit behind. <laughs> that is a fantastic piece of writing, but there is no way in hell that is true. You're going to be so upset if that's the right one. I'm, not, I'm, I'm very <laughs> confident on that one. Alrighty, option B. Terrorist son takes wrong backpack to school. <laughs> Goes to press button, nothing happens. What what backpack do you have that has a button on it? <laughs> no, for the bomb. <laughs> I know, I figured. And option C. Samurai sword wielding ah. dick wanted for murdering brother. Samurai sword wielding what? Dick. As in uh, Richard. Oh, dick. is it a guy called Dick? Correct. <laughs> Samurai sword wielding dick wanted for murder of murdering brother. God, what is wrong with the world? <laughs> one of these is true. One of the sad how, is, how is one of these true? I can I can imagine that the um I can imagine that the kid taking the wrong bomb backpack to school might actually be possible. So it reminds me of the joke I heard about like the terrorist. Like, what does he say when he's teaching his class? Listen up, guys. I'm only going to show you this once. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Like, oh. that's not even satire, Alex. <laughs> so we're just going to pretend you didn't say that. I'm going to lock in the first one. All right. Because Chuck's... I want to eat four. <laughs> Chuck's locking in A. Alex, what um, are you locking in? What was what was C again? Samurai sword wielding dick wanted for murdering brother. See, that just sounds real. Like, I don't know about you, that just sounds real to me. It's some idiot of a guy got a samurai sword and stabbed his brother. Like... That's just human beings. That's what they do. I'm going to quite confidently say C. All right. Alex is locked in C and Alex is correct. Yes. He has killed this this round. This is amazing. Yes. Yeah, so is Dick, Chuck. though. <laughs> <laughs> Chuck, unfortunately, you're eating another bean. I um, think I'm eating another bean. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to. All righty. I'm hoping I can get one bad one out of each of you. I've got, again, rotten egg or buttered popcorn. Hopefully, I can do two from two from this variety. Um, Chalk, you're with me on this. You've also got rotten egg and buttered popcorn. Oh, no. So, right. I had too many corns in too, mine. We've, we've already had... I've already got buttered popcorn and you've already got buttered popcorn. Correct. So, so statistically... Really statistically, I reckon we're getting some rotten egg on at least one of these. All right. Here goes nothing, Chalk. The facial expressions look pretty good so far. I think we're okay. Think buttered we're, popcorn. Oh, and Chalk's oh, not good. And Chalk's not happy. <laughs> <And> <laughs> We managed to strike again, Cass. 
<laughs> that was miserable. I ate four of those because I got none of the questions right. <laughs> so you had three of the bad ones. You had rotten egg, minion fart. What was the third one? <laughs> It was, uh, yeah, I forget. <laughs> they all mold into one. <laughs> oh, oh, it was mold the cheese, mold the cheese. Which if one? You didn't of... know better. That might actually be deliberate. <laughs> Which one of the three was the worst? Minion fart. Minion fart. <laughs> yeah. Would would not recommend. Would not. Well, I wouldn't recommend any of those. But no, the minion fart is definitely a high risk. Well, thank you very much for that game cast. That was a lot of fun. <laughs> I had a guys, great time. Glad you guys enjoyed. Uh, that's our show for the day, so I'm just going to wrap it up quickly. So we're on Facebook if you want to catch us there. We're on Spotify. We're working on iTunes. Uh, if you like our Facebook page, we will keep you updated there. Um, our normal time is 3 to 4 p.m., so if you want to catch us, catch us then from myself, Chalk. My name's Alex Henry. I'm Cassie Simple. Have a nice day, everyone, and see you next week. <laughs> <laughs>